Hello and welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Podcast. And today we're talking about our friend, Dr. Google, apparently. This was a request. Um, it's a request that was put in, oh, it's a good, I think it was a good couple of months ago now. But it, it has been on the list as a priority, but it's one of those ones which I kind of felt like we did something somewhat medical, healing, health related not too long ago so i think we need to space out some of these kind of yeah but i think there's an element type ones <laughs> naturally naturally i feel like it goes a little bit further than kind of medical in the sense that as most people kind of absorb their knowledge these days via the internet and yeah. google is kind of like the primary search engine for that that people go and find things that are popular and unfortunately for us kind of dark web enthusiasts um level practitioners kind of means that if you're looking for something useful you've got to fish through all those common searches that you get which are all about intention um and are written by regurgitations of regurgitations from the spirit of cunningham rather than actually buy him if that's what mm. i was trying to get at. so everything's absorbed through memes of memes um in my opinion if that's how we kind of access magical knowledge these days um and i think the one of the few safe places that we have is sacred texts of all places which was set up by gnostics if i remember rightly <laughs> um so you just kind of like actually if that's kind of the safest that the internet gets um is by you know retyped up good regurgitation that may have been doctored on the basis that they are typed up documents aren't they that build that website sacred text they yeah. are um hand typed they're not documents that you download mm. um of like the original copies or pdfs or whatever they are literally some bugger has had to sit there and type them word by word um, in order to make them available via sacred text. I'm always amazed that that place has never upgraded itself to a downloadable PDF, as mm. most of these texts are available via like archive.org or whatever the that I think way back machine text. is built into. I'm sure you can download PDFs or sacred text because I have. You can, but they're typed documents. They're really not crap. like they're not like scanned, you know, yeah. scanned originals. Yeah, which is kind of what I want to see. I want to yeah. see that this was once a book. Yeah, um, and that you've not just made it up for me, uh, which is always what I feel like I'm getting from sacred text. I don't think it has grown beyond the '90s in its level of, uh, you know. Uh, web development shall we say for lack is of there not, is there not because i know this is kind of somewhat a bit relevant to what we're talking about but normally this is a tangent that starts further into the podcast but my my way of thinking it is that you know these old great old occult books like our, our one of our favorites the grippers free books of cult philosophy people don't really wrestle with them and read them and it's fine print it's difficult to read physically and in nowadays age of what three minutes for a video clip yeah. you know attention uh, deficits and stuff like that i think that would you want it to be all super highbrow multigraphic that kind of thing i know we're building something not dissimilar to that but I'm wondering if there is a certain amount of charm with the sacred text website in that you really have to. It is painful. It should it be is painful. painful. Should, it not, should it not be painful? I suppose if you want to go that kind of old, old schooly witchcraft. But my point is that I've had sometimes thought, got halfway through the first page of something on sacred text and then i've gone fuck it i'm going to go find it in the british library instead um because i can't um i can't cope 
with that kind of white page pages and pages of times new roman sets me off as a trigger but um, surely it's it's kind of like one of those online bibles you don't sit there and read it you just google it to find the specific passage you're like oh i'm sure it says something about that in the bible where would it be and you kind of put it in and it will load up bible.com or something like google loads up as a suggestion bible.com yeah. you know leviticus such and such such and such and then you know oh there it is if you want to go and do some research and such, then you can go off and do that. But it kind of just is a database for skimming. I yeah. Right. I'm, so, just to add another tangent there, because you mentioned yeah. Bible.com. Um, yeah. I'm uh, I'm currently rereading the book of Isaiah, just, just as a side comment. Right. Any particular I, reason why? Um, something on TikTok. <laughs> You're on TikTok. What on TikTok? Watch on TikTok. I'm sure we'd all like um, to know. Lots of thirst traps, mainly. Thirst traps. Okay. I thought that was thirst more traps, mainly. Is that not Instagram? No, because they come with three minute, um, three minute videos, don't they? On tiktok rather than i thought that you had it's, three minute videos on the instagram and that i'm way behind you do but they're, but they're imported from tiktok whereas oh, i like the original all oh, right that makes sense okay stupidity going hand in hand with tiktok is what i'd like to first open the discussion with because i oh, think okay. we, can, we can all agree there is such a thing as a stupid person. There is stupidity. You know, you can, you can, there are IQ tests and such, and there are people out there that you would say are not particularly intelligent. And then you'll say there are people that are stupid. And for me, a stupid person is someone that doesn't just stick to making bad decisions because they're not very intelligent, because an unintelligent person may not make wise decisions. But stupidity goes a little bit beyond that because stupidity isn't just about not being intelligent. I think it also goes hand in hand with a kind of blasé um, attitude and a kind of, I don't know, the full tarot card, the one that's like, oh, wandering about, blah, 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 and he's going to go off the edge of the cliff type thing, yeah? very rider weight i know but i it's just what springs to mind the full full tarot card funny stupidity is one of those things right chris where for you does stupidity on a kind of a level lie would you put it in an iq range would you put it as if you believe this you are therefore evidently stupid you know, in terms of when you think about a stupid person or, you know, that kind of thing, what, how would one classify a stupid person? Well, I tend to classify them not in intelligence, but in common sense. Uh, I've met some very, very smart people with very, very high IQs uh, um, who are still regurgitate the same bollocks that you've heard 20 years ago. Um, because they don't, they don't move forward. <laughs> I've met very, very intelligent people with multiple PhDs that cannot use a drill and put up a shelf. Yeah. I find it very unusual. I find it so strange that you... But it is about absorbing information, isn't it, to a certain extent? Yeah, they're, they're different kinds of intelligence, aren't they? Like mm. you lack emotional intelligence. Because you I are actually a robot. do not lack emotional intelligence. I have you know that I am a, what is it? The new classification, no longer sociopath or psychopath. In fact, dark empath is what I'm told. No, my fuck new, off. my new thing. No, that is that is actually from research that has fuck been done. At the university is up and coming, cutting edge research into psychology. And there is such a thing now potentially as dark empaths because dark Yeah, but psychology is a pseudoscience at best anyway. Well, it is a pseudoscience, but that doesn't mean anything, Chris. 
because it is a something where you can go and get letters after your name and set yourself you can up. Do. But you can also but get letters after it. your name for meteorology these days. And what's the other? What you can go and get a degree in bloody women's mythological studies. studies. Women's studies, which has nothing to do with biology, apparently. No, that's all about feminism, Liam. I um, thought women's studies would have to do with like how the JJ works and you know all that no, sort Liam. of stuff. You should be able to ask someone that's got like a PhD in women's studies, like where the clitoris like, is through menopause. Oh, like, okay. like that, and they come out with all sorts of useful information because they've really studied the female anatomy and female body and the things women go through. In reality, it just seems like there's a lot of blame. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> okay is that anyway. stupidity what? would you say I mean, that stupidity is if you dedicated yourself to something like a discipline for many years and when you came out of that many years later you still refused to believe that you'd wasted your time there are some people stuck in marriages, no doubt out there, that are probably thinking, oh, this translates to my life. <laughs> but if you did, at what I point don't know, because I, I, I did a pointless degree. You did a what degree? I did a pointless degree. Which one of your degrees do you consider to be pointless? It was the art one, wasn't it? Well, my point... What? No, my classics degree is my pointless okay. degree, because because useful. ultimately all that does all that does is say that I spent lots of time reading, like the same as if you did an English language degree, like or a literature degree, you know that all they are or any kind of humanities degree really is I read a lot, you know, um, which I know That's is the it. traditional traditional meaning of a, a degree. Um, is that but my point is it's not useful is it in the same way as if you went and became an engineer um no it's not stem subjects is it you know what i mean like where you've actually got something at the end of it said i did real research um, you mean i'm not actually build a rocket ship now i went into you know I mean? it not really being able to build a rocket ship but now i can actually build one in the garden yeah like there's that kind of practicality of it whereas i find Obviously, even though I did lots of, because my textiles degree to me again is isn't a pointless degree because that means I can actually make clothes. You know that that is something that has an actual application. Yeah. Um, an obvious one, or going to be a doctor. Do you know what I mean? Like those things have a an an application. You can prescribe um, yourself stuff. That's always a useful. You know, <laughs> but the actual kind of thought of going and doing. Um, a degree in, you know, even to a certain extent, psychology. Um, oh. I know I keep picking on that one, but it, there is that kind of like, well, actually, you could do that. Say, all you've got is a, you know, a very expensive certificate that says, I understand this because I've read lots about it. There's no practical application there in the sense because you couldn't cure. Um, depression or whatever you just have a better understanding of it than somebody else do you get what i mean so you can have high in, high level intellectual arguments hmm. about definitions very good those. with other people um and sound very clever but i thought that the only reason anyone ever went and did a degree in psychology is because they're fucked in the head and they want to understand why they're fucked in the head one I becomes think a nurse to help people. One becomes a midwife to help people because they like the babies. Psychology, generally speaking, I think, and I've known numerous people that studied in different forms of psychology, whether it would be counsellors, trained counsellors, psychotherapists, that kind of thing. Even the ones that go more down the, the naughty route, which I'd class as the drug route, you know, where they just like to drug people. More pharmaceutical. <laughs> side of psychology <laughs> um they all seem to go into really to help people they all seem to go into it because they want to understand their own mind and i don't know whether they do really understand their own mind i don't know whether that is the best use of 
tens of thousands of pounds whether they should go to some sort of retreat in ayahuasca because those people always <laughs> come back like way happier <laughs> <laughs> no i just i'm not saying i'm not saying pointless in the sense of don't do it by all means go do it like the whole point of university to me is for you to go and explore something to its nth degree um or at least that's what it meant to me um it wasn't necessarily about gaining a degree it was more about the experience of going and studying something in that level of depth mm -hmm. um and i will probably do multiple more later they have no they have no bearing on my actual life um but they will you know um give something back to me in that way um whereas i think lots of people go and get degrees in the hope that it means a better a better job or a better life um mm. or they go and do drama like do you know what i mean jazz hands um so well it could be you know, worse. you could go and do business degree business degrees could be one of the worst degrees that you can do i think the most useless degree generally speaking from what i've been told by people that have done their degree is a degree in philosophy because you cannot get a job in anything other than something related to teaching philosophy sometimes you can get a position on an ethics committee or something like that but i mean committees don't often pay well <laughs> they really don't so stupidity, here's, here's some in, interesting things, because there's there are people within the, the magical community, within our magical community, that is the Witchcraft Live Facebook group, No Holds Bar Witchcraft podcast fans and such. There are people within, I suppose you could call the Thoth community, if that is a thing, that look down on others and call each other stupid and think each other are stupid. We do it all the time. <laughs> but where does that come from? What is stupidity? So if we go through some scenarios and then maybe relate them to magic and see what we see to see okay. if how many people that are listening would actually agree, because it's a struggle for us, I think. It's a, stupid's a word that rolls off the tongue. It's just something that you, I find that I say it before I even realize i'm saying it is a reaction you know? it's also a word that they often say you shouldn't use it's become Why one of those piece it's become one of those pc words that say that there is somehow does it the word is designed to belittle people well to a certain extent it, it's more i think i think the word stupid is a uh is something that is a reaction to a shock so you are shocked by something and the way in which you are shocked by that thing relates to a word in the English language. So, for example, if you see someone doing something rather unsavory, your reaction might be, ugh, yuck. You know, that's a reaction. If you see someone do something the stupid, your reaction immediately is, that's fucking stupid. You know, because I think we now use English language in England quite a lot now. Um, <laughs> it's by far one of the most widely spoken languages in the UK is English now at this point. Um, and people think very often in English if English is your first language. And we're so used to talking and using English to communicate that actually I think it marries up with the escape of breath. The escape of breath from a caveman might be like that. But nowadays we are a little bit more precise, I think. Um, and nowadays the escape might be a tut, but it could be something like, what a fucking idiot, you know? It's a reaction, I don't think. I don't decide to say what a fucking idiot. It just slips out, Chris, most of the okay. time. I'm surrounded by idiots. See, I'd probably say twat, but then that's mainly because I think the word that that describes the you know body part that it describes is useless. So you know, to me, <laughs> oh, 
I go straight to twat because that <sighs> that means useless to me. Not dick. I like probably think think with. No. Head that you can't think with. <laughs> and the Greeks would certainly have said that you're thinking with the wrong head if you're always being led astray by that head, the little head. You've got to think with the big head. Okay. I think about big heads, but that's a different thing. Right. <laughs> Let's move on. Right. So, so if, so going back, so you can share some stories and stuff like that. You can make them up. They don't need to be real stories, but just for the audience to fully understand what's going on in the 10 minutes we've got left. Um, Otherwise, they'll be thinking, what the fuck was all that about? <laughs> so, obviously... I'm working, thinking that every week. Yeah. In, in in my background in construction, people would often do what I'd consider to be really stupid things. And there would be people I've noticed that do stupid things. And stupidity, I don't know whether it's doing something that is not very smart, not wise precarious even or doing something that you know is unwise they have that saying it who's more foolish the fool or the fool that follows the fool well the fool may not know they're a fool but the person that follows the fool may know that the fool is a fool at the same time the fool that follows the fool might not know the fool is a fool so I suppose it depends, doesn't it? I judge people very, very harshly that should know better, but that still do stupid things and make stupid decisions. And from the realms of psychology as such, you know, there are a lot of people out there that say, well, Liam, you should not judge a person to do that. People make decisions all the time that they know are not the right decisions but they fall into some kind of pattern of behavior and such and i would say yes i understand the mechanism why someone made a stupid decision right like a stupid decision if you're with a partner that physically abuses you pretty stupid to stay one needs to mount an escape plan yes but at the same time, the psychologists out there would say, oh, but it's not that simple. It's not that simple. I would say, I agree with you. It might not be that simple, but that person is stupid for staying in that situation. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, I think that's an appropriate way to say stupid without meaning it in a harmful way. Yeah. If I am smart enough to know that electricity is dangerous and I pull a plug socket off of the wall and start touching it with my fingers, I would say that's stupid because the person knows that electricity is dangerous, right? That's stupid. If there's some sort of weird snake on the ground that hisses and, I don't know, some tribes person comes and, and hits it with a stick or tries to pick it up or something like that, and that is not actually a snake that is in is a live cable, but they don't know what a live cable is. Mm. That is, is that stupid? It's uninformed. It would look stupid from the position that I'm at because I know what electricity is, and most of the people, if not pretty much everyone that I know, knows what electricity is and how dangerous it can be. But putting yourself in that person's shoes. Now, there's a judgment that's been cast by one or two people. It's come up a couple of times. Not too often, but people do get riled up about it. And that's a stupidity that revolves around advice. And advice, we can only talk really about our groups and such like that so whether it be advice given to someone in the witchcraft live group advice given to someone in their horse bard witchcraft podcast fan group right but it is advice it is people that are giving others advice or sharing things now here's the problem opinion although is vastly becoming more and more illegal <laughs> is not quite at the point of being totally illegal Certain opinions 
yes, certain opinions are are illegal. You're not allowed to have them. You probably will be arrested if anyone finds out, unfortunately. Maybe not arrested, but there are things that will happen to you if you have certain opinions. And fault crime is becoming ever more a thing as technology, <laughs> you know, as technology grows. Fault crime is actually becoming a thing now. Yeah. Um, but from my perspective, I really think it's important to hear your perspective to see if we're on the same page with regards to the little communities we've helped foster. So if someone asks for advice or states a story of theirs, talks about their life or something like that, and someone chimes in in a comment and gives what would be considered by you or me or what have you to be stupid advice or a stupid comment, right? what happens what is that where do you stand on this do you stand on policing the comments and banning that person because they have gone over the threshold of stupidity therefore they're not allowed in the group and you police the group by keeping the group one one would say an echo chamber but other words would say people with a, <laughs> an intelligence and experience level above a certain point or would you say no what needs to happen is I need to comment underneath and say, this is my opinion, my opinion better than your opinion because of this, this and this. Or would you say, well, actually, this is just evolution. This is Darwin's theory of evolution. If the person's dumb enough to the fittest. or something, then that's, that's just us keeping the numbers of the herds down, you know, or is there other things? What, Chris, what factors in for you? Well, you know me, I like I like that we don't intervene mm. very much in the groups and they normally would have have to really have crossed a line for me to feel intervening. What, yeah. You know, like no, no holds, for example, it's no holds for a reason. Mm. Um, that's they fight for themselves. You know, I'm not going to jump in and, and necessarily comment um, unless it's being unnecessarily um dramatic yeah it would be very rare for me to step in there um i might throw my odd the odd two pence in in witchcraft live um on the basis that that's our role as mentors but generally speaking i will normally leave enough time for people to have figured it out amongst themselves um, you know, the great experiment that Witchcraft Live is. Um, no, I'm more likely to have said something because someone has gone off at a newbie um, that has been around a little bit longer, where someone's been heavy-handed. Mm. I'm more likely to get involved there than I would. But no, I don't think... The only people I've ever kicked out of either of our groups have been scammers. Yeah. Um Unless so, with no no holds barred, because I feel like most with the scammers in there, they'll just be eaten alive by the people that are in there. Yeah. Um, what did fascinate me recently, though, is I've seen an influx of people coming into no holds barred that don't know the shows. Oh, so oh, there was one. We've got a certain amount of um, people in there now that is spreading. I would guess. So, Whereas before it was, it, you know, it, it always seemed to naturally be a, elitist by being a private group. Mm. So you, you wouldn't go searching for No Holds Barred unless you'd actually caught us somewhere else. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think I judge people based on stupidity, because ultimately that with Witchcraft Live, that's what it's there for. It's there to learn. For stupid um, no, it's not for stupid people. But if, to me, someone stops being stupid when they start searching for an answer, when someone is self-aware enough to go, I don't know nothing, and I need to go and, um, I need to go and find out and seek real information. Those people deserve to be in what's witchcraft live, don't they? Okay. Right, that's it for this edition of the No Holds Bar Witchcraft podcast. You can tune into the extended edition, but you've got to join the Patreon.
Do you think, Mr. Cress, the Witchcraft Live group or the No Holds Barred Witchcraft group on the Facebooks and that, do you think they're due a call? Um, I have suggested. I don't think so. I don't hear... I don't hear enough voices, new voices that would, for me, justify any kind of call in the sense of normally it would be, you know, an annoying person has started posting a lot um, who doesn't know anything, that sort of thing, which is why we've had before, like we've had people um, trying, trying to sell their own wares by over promoting themselves which is not what the group's about you know if they want to go and promote in no, no holds barred and kind of fight the responses then that's that's all well and good but um for me witchcraft live is a learning environment and a sharing environment um the point of that is to be nurturing so i i kind of don't really agree with a call in that end in that in that sense when it comes to communities and stuff like that you have people that can contribute towards the community more than others but then you also have different agendas reasons for wanting to be in the community and the best people in the community generally speaking are the people that contribute towards it so people that comment people that share things people that actually don't have influence on the community, but are actually contributing something tangible to it other than just soul numbers. The conspiracy theorists will go mad for that one. They'll be thinking, contract, 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 what's all this? But we'll just breeze over that and ignore that. Um, so some would say, well, wait a minute, anyone that doesn't post at least once in a year should be thrown out. They should be thrown out because they're not contributing anything. I sympathise with that. I do sympathise with that. But at the same time, I think, well, we've not said that that is a rule for being a member of the community, you know. It is kind of like in a library, you go and join a library to take information, to take books. If it's kind of a, a book swap, and you're always turning up and taking books, but never bringing books to swap, that's a little bit different. So from my understanding, never really intended it to be one of those things where people are forced or have to contribute in any way, shape or form, but the community only gets better by contributions from more and more and more voices. The problem is, of course, is that that's not strictly true, because if you get people that go and um, contribute things in a way that is not in keeping with the spirit of the community, then that community then changes. For example, if you've got an artist that likes to, and I'll call, use the term artist very fucking loosely, an artist that likes to make memes, and that's all they do all day is make memes. And all they like to do is post those memes in Facebook groups. And they decide to join our community and post several memes that they've made a day in a Facebook group. There are a lot of people in the community that would think, wait a minute, since day one, this has been about magical practice. This has been about sharing your own path or asking for help and guidance at specific things along your path. But this person's just flooding everything with memes that I don't even personally find funny. You know, that kind of thing. This isn't something that's necessarily happened right now. It has happened in the past. But that, I can sympathise with the fact that they're contributing towards a community and that they are putting something in. But is it what the majority of the community actually want? Possibly, possibly not. That's all. Therein lies the dilemma of the identity of the community do we have a strong identity with no holes barred witchcraft i think so what about witchcraft life though is is that a strong 
sense of what it's about, of what people are supposed to do, what type of community it is. Don't know. I think most, I think most people, or at least that's my experience anyway. I think most people understand that it's a learning environment, and that's that's the only phrase I can use to describe Witchcraft Live, uh -huh. and give it justice as to what it is. Um, is that it's a learning environment and it's a community of people that want should want to share their practice. I am also aware that it takes a lot of guts in our community to share, which is why I don't judge harshly on people that don't share, because I can understand how intimidating that can be in that particular environment, even though it's a learning one, because in other groups they are full of memes. So uh -huh. most groups that about witchcraft, there is a regular meme in there. Um, the fact that there is none in ours kind of ups the pressure of going, there is such thing as a stupid comment. Uh -huh. um, and therefore, you know, I don't want to be one of those. However, in my opinion, because um, it is that, I don't think, with the exception of memes... I don't think there is such thing as a stupid question in our groups. Um, because if, if you're sharing experience, I think stupid questions, in my opinion, tend to be, what book can I read about this? Those are what I consider, those kind of, going back to the giving and taking, I mm. feel those are very taking answer like questions that people are reluctant to respond to because they're aware that you're just here for that information so rather than putting it in context if you put it in context of saying i'm looking at this at the moment i've only found these books some and then go have you got any recommendations that is a sharing because even though you're asking a question um to get something out of the community you've shared what the process is and uh -huh. people are more inclined to go actually i know a good book for that is this when someone asks an open-ended question like what are good i'm new at witchcraft what's a good book to start with and you kind of like well actually there are so many books on so many manners of practice we need more more information than what you've given me for that to not be a stupid question um, to me, a stupid question is one that hasn't got context and only takes. Does that so make sense? For me, as a general rule, I tend to think that if you post, if you're posting your work almost like a diary or something like that, I think that's great because people can comment if they want to, or you can just use it as a catalog of work. Either way, it's there. You know, you are contributing yourself, your path, that people can agree with it or not agree with it, it doesn't really matter. My issue tends to come from people that are either trying to get help from others or pretending to get help from others, but are really just trying to get attention, attention seeking. So when someone says, can you recommend any good books on witchcraft? To me, if they've posted that in numerous groups and that's all they ever post, to me, that seems like attention seeking. To me, it seems like you could say, well, wait a minute, this person, they just want to know whether there's any books that haven't already been mentioned. That's stupid because, of course, the amount of books on witchcraft in the 20 fucking first century going backwards in time, because I know they can't necessarily get the ones that haven't come out yet, <laughs> they're beginner. They're probably asking that sort of question of can you recommend any books? Can't really recommend ones that haven't come out yet because they ain't got the ability to go and read them. Right. But they would say, well, you know, I I I I just want to know other people's opinions. And if there's one that comes up that I haven't heard of before and people think it's really good and they're all witches, I'll get it. Oh, this is just bullshit. I can't stand this. This is absolute bullshit. Um Putting it very simply, I expect that people need to fully understand that when you ask a question, 
in a Facebook group or in a moot or anything like that, you are going to get less effort put into the response than you put into the question. So what that means is that you cannot ask a blasé open shitty little question and expect an essay back or expect a really deep intellectual answer back because at that point, energy-wise, you've got to remember that you are in one way, shape or form essentially paying for the fucking answer in the form of energy. If you put a simple line that doesn't create a huge amount of energy, you put in, oh, I think my house is haunted, what should I do? Is not a lot of fucking energy putting into your question. You cannot expect an essay back and a really, really deep answer because I would look at, oh, my house is haunted, what do I do? As a, seems either an attention-seeking bitch has decided to start talking, start up a conversation, or someone that, you know, is extremely timid and shy and probably is not capable, if they're not capable of actually asking a decent question. And I don't they're mean... They're probably not capable of understanding question. a good answer. I mean, really what I mean is not asking a decent question. I mean asking something, asking a question in a decent way right so if you are that person that's saying look i moved into this house this started to happen that started to happen i tried this i researched this i'm worried about this i think this might be the case because of this 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 they have given a story they have given some actual effort for someone to actually have some fucking context right and that deserves i think a decent answer so if someone is going to message back an answer or a comment or something like that they're probably not going to put as much effort in as that person went through for that whole essay and given context. But there, it's easier to answer the question because they've given you a lot of information. If it's a one-liner, generally speaking, it's probably a attention-seeking bullshit, in my opinion. Um, and luckily, I think we haven't had a huge amount of that in the witchcraft live groups we have had things that have happened like that every now and then where it just does seem to be attention seeking bullshit but overall i don't think we've done too badly which is good i think mr chris have you frozen you still there i think he's gone oh well yeah it looks like it's just me then i don't know if he's going to turn back up but anyway so to give some context to what we were supposed to be talking about today, this is called Dr. Google. And it was, um, there have been one or two people that I've spoken to in confidence that have been not upset, but a little bit wary of the sort of advice that they're seeing in groups that me and Chris manage, right? And it's always a difficult thing when you start a group or run a group or anything like that, because you've got to think about things in terms of what do you want the group for? What is its primary purpose? You know, because if, if it doesn't have a primary purpose, it is just a free for all for anyone saying anything that they want. And those kind of things do tend to descend quite quickly. Um, but with ours, obviously they do have a specific you know, a specific purpose. The with no holds barred witchcraft group is about notifying people for things related to this podcast, for people to talk about themes related to this podcast. And essentially the primary purpose was for people that get thrown out of other groups for giving their opinion on magic, you know, magic, not necessarily politics or anything, but magical practice giving them an ability to actually put that down, to have conversations, which nowadays, unfortunately, is is coming to an end. Because if you have a strong opinion about something, then other people don't like that strong opinion. If they don't like it, they don't want to see it. They don't want you to have the ability to broadcast it in any way, shape or form, even if it is in a group that its sole purpose is to discuss that topic. But there we go. Witchcraft life, of course, was more all about, okay, you've got people that say they're interested in witchcraft. It would be good to pull them together with other people that say they're interested in witchcraft and are beginners and have them interact 
So with Witchcraft Life, you can't expect, I don't think, high level or even half decent answers to questions. You can't necessarily expect half decent questions. What you should, if you're part of that community and you're asking questions and sharing things, is you should put some sort of effort in. And that effort needs to come from a place of, I want to know the answer to this. And because I want to know the answer to this question, I need to make it as easy as possible for other people to answer my question. You know? I mean, if people want just a general yes, no answer, then put a fucking poll up. For fuck's sake, if you just want opinion in a blase without the, you know, just the answer, but not the workings out, then put a poll up. Would you do this? Yes or no? Then they can select an option, yes or no, you know, and it tallies it up and everything like that. But there we go. So with regards to certain people that have gotten a little bit upset and pissed off over the years, I should say at this point, We've had people that often come from professional backgrounds. So whether it would be a professional background in the form of a, a pharmacist or a doctor or someone like that, talking about when people discuss medications and they think, oh, for fuck's sake, seriously, this person's going on about how mainstream medicines uh, a product of uh, fucking Illuminati and no one should take medicines and don't get vaccinated and all that bullshit, right? That as a topic, there'll be medical doctors and people from a professional level that have got a lot of thought that they've put into and a lot of research they've put into and they've seen an opinion that they dislike, that they think is stupid. They see an opinion that they dislike and think is stupid realistically who gives a fucking shit if you dislike what they've said if you dislike what the other person says who gives a shit they differ their opinion differs from you here's the real problem right the real problem is when a professional sees someone answer a question and give advice and such but that professional knows that that advice is actually tangibly dangerous so this is the issue i think the crux of the matter when it comes to the dr google kind of um idea and that is that okay if someone's giving their own opinion and it's a stupid opinion i just think it's a stupid opinion right i might just breeze over it or i might even comment in no holds bar witchcraft or something that's a stupid opinion because this, 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 right? The issue comes with people being uncomfortable with two things. First thing they're uncomfortable with is they're uncomfortable with the specific piece of dangerous advice being given and other people following that advice and getting hurt, right? Luckily, if you're like me, completely not a sociopath, you don't really care or give a shit about other people getting hurt. So that's a benefit. But I know other people out there are caring, soppy, libtards, is it they call it? I don't know. Um, and they don't like the idea of that. So the first idea is that, you know, you're seeing something and you think, oh, I don't like that advice because I know that actually it's bad advice and it's actually going to end up getting people hurt or worse. The second is that censorship is the idea that, oh, wait a minute. I don't like that advice, but I can't really, you know, I could block them, but if I block them, they're kind of, you know, they're still in the group, they're still giving the advice, you know, maybe I should get the admins to throw that person out because they've said something that's so bad, it's not necessarily so bad in the form that it's offensive, but it's so bad in the form of actually it's dangerous advice like telling people to drink a bottle of bleach to cure themselves of some disease or a virus or something when there's a global pandemic going on, right? So there could be really dangerous dangerous things going on with regards to that. But again, it depends. You've got to weigh up the idea of censorship as well, because that person might not politically... Uh, political beliefs or personal beliefs they might not necessarily agree with uh cancel culture chris are you back cancel culture is that the term 
I think it is, isn't it? Where you throw people out for something that they said that you don't like. Oh, I think he's gone. Never mind. Looks like it's the Liam show for the rest of it. I've only got 10 more minutes left. Um, so it's forking the fine line. And I think the only way that you can really do that, make a group that does that, is to be quite clear or to try to be quite clear about the spirit of the group. Spirit of the group is not a strict, harsh law. It's more of what is this? What what can you expect from the community? So, if you've got a community, for example, I'm part of one called um, Herbal Medics. This is about herbalists and people like that. That actually, people will ask questions about herbal medicine and um, medicine in general and such. And the Herbal Medics group. There will be people that answer that. Now, in that group, they want clinical advice only. So what they want is they don't want some quack coming on and giving, spouting a load of bullshit advice. They want advice given that would be approved in a clinical setting. Um, and they police that and they deal with that by having comments and such and threads moderated so you have to choose the admins have to choose what is an acceptable comment or answer and what isn't and it just gets filtered out now in our group we've never really had to do that partly because what you need to understand with witchcraft live particularly is it's a group for beginners that is not really designed to be uh, this is the correct answer to everything it is a networking group so the advice that you're going to find in there is not necessarily going to be any good however within that the good thing about that is that there are people in that group luckily that do give good advice so rather than making sure and policing the uh, caliber of comments and answers and even questions and such, I think me and Chris have tried to just lead by example in the form of if someone posts a silly question, then you might try to entice them to give more detail, come up with a better worded question. Or if someone gives a piece of crappy advice, then you might jump in and say, well, actually, I wouldn't do this. This isn't a very good idea. The reason why we do that, because some would say, well, actually, it might be better for you to do the first one. And then every piece of advice, everything in there, anyone that's going in for the first time that doesn't know the group and such, they're all just going to have good things in there. It's going to be of a certain level. The problem with that is you have to remember what we're actually trying to do. And what we're not trying to do is to get everyone in the world practicing magic at a high level. What we are doing is giving people the opportunities to progress on their magical path. And the danger is when you progress on a magical path, the crooked path, it's fucking dangerous. So from day one, there is danger in joining the Witchcraft Life group. From day one, there is danger from the fact that not all of the advice that you're going to be given in that group is positive, is good, is good advice or even safe advice, right? Because you need to very, very, very quickly in the occult world develop a bullshit detector. You also need to take um, personal responsibility for your own actions. And you also need to understand that a lot of this is going to be you leading the research necessarily to get to the answer. This isn't like primary school mathematics when if you fuck up the question, fuck up the answer, the teacher just comes along and says, this is the answer and you get there this way. It's not like that. This is the real world, right? The real occult world. Now, people that have been mentored by us personally for any length of time probably be able to tell you that we don't mollycoddle people you know we give very strong and honest 
opinions. We do that because that is the way that you need to be able to interact with the greater occult community and that the people that are going to follow really stupid advice and do really stupid things because someone told them to cure their magical cursed condition they just need to have a cap full of bleach and swallow it those sorts of people they're going to get lost on the way you need to accept that they're going to get lost on the way what about you chris do you agree with any of that you've probably been in and out for a bit i haven't really heard any of that every time i've managed to get back in you've been robotic and i don't mean in your usual you know robot way um there's a thunderstorm brewing near here and i think it's set my wi-fi off i've had to reset the whole thing um would you want you've heard me now would you want the witchcraft live group to be a hundred percent safe whether it's possible or impossible even if it is possible to put measures in place would you want it to be a hundred percent safe like a safe space i don't i don't think and this comes as being a teacher i don't think that any learning environment is ever a hundred percent safe if you want them to progress I think if you if you want people to just learn by rote, then yes, you can have a sterile environment that allows them only to learn what the teacher says. Um, I think whereas we, what we're trying to provide is a semi-safe space in the sense that the everyone in that space has access to the same level of information yeah and i feel like that's the bit that bugs me when you get the people that haven't bearing in mind we talk about it all the time the Mm. people in the group talk about it all the time the the individual that i was actually referring to earlier was in no holds barred talking about a podcast um and then asked the question do you know any good podcasts Mm. and you're like you're in you're in which you're in no holds barred it's named after a podcast oh really are you kind of like do you know what i mean like those those are sort of people that you can't avoid but at the Mm. same time um they have to accept that they have access to the same level of information as everybody else in that group with obviously with the exception of the patreon lot um you know the rest of that group don't don't guarantee have access to this that where we're talking about it now but um you know because they'd have to be patreon users so like there is that part kind of goes you all have access to the same information we put a ridiculous amount of free content out there um you know borderline too much to the to the kind of saying well actually if you don't you're not willing to put the effort in to learn to be able to keep up with the rest of them then that's on you um and i don't think as mentors not teachers it's not our responsibility to make sure they all reach a certain level we have a responsibility the ones we mentor to remind them that I need to put some more fucking work in um, when they do need to. Um, I must say we're very lucky on that front. I think pretty much all our mentees work really fucking hard. Mm. Um, I think it's where they get frustrated with the group is because they're of the the group of people that are working the hardest. Yeah. Um, So I think that frustration is just a natural frustration that you get with people that aren't willing to try. Um, And I think they kind of assume a little bit too much that Witchcraft Live is just for them. So the the question is whether or not, you know, just to go back to the kind of original point at the beginning Mm. of this, which is should we be culling, is the fact that actually those sorts of people will disappear anyway. And Mm. those sorts of people won't comment they won't like and subscribe things 
you know what I mean? They will sit there and not interact with the group. Mm. They will naturally fall to the wayside eventually. Um, I don't think you need to necessarily call them. Um, I think they just need to, the ones that do try ridiculously hard and work really hard need to learn to be less bothered by them um, because they're not the sorts of people, even those ones that are quiet are not the sorts of people that are full in all of those other groups that are going to be talking shit all day, every day. Um, they don't have to tolerate those. So the fact that they're not speaking just take as a blessing that they're not coming out with something stupid um but at the same time the only thing i would say is like try and encourage um by sharing their practice more the more they share their practice at the level that they're at yes the more that that will naturally call the people that are like oh fuck i don't understand any of that um or they'll ask questions because they won't understand it so the only thing i can say is those that are listening to this patrons if you're getting bugged by it post more yeah i mean ultimately if you see something this dangerous your best weapon against that if it bothers you that much is to produce an alternative answer an alternative um piece of information that anyone that is watching reading whatever following the thread whatever it is can can read and then they can weigh up who they're more inclined to listen to but don't be under any illusion that in any way shape or form anytime soon anything's getting censored just because someone writes something stupid um because i don't think that's really our style no. <laughs> well we encourage individuals to be exactly that individuals so mm. and witchcraft isn't like other things where there's a uniform or there's a any kind of uniform practice you know it's in that magical place between science um science and belief that kind of those two kind of places mean well actually anything that happens here there's not an exact science to all of it um there's a science to it if you're willing to put the effort in to see one, but it will be your understanding of that. That's which is more like engineering than it is science in that kind of strict sense, because it's you applying the knowledge base that you have. So if somebody else doesn't have that knowledge base, they're not going to be able to achieve what you do. Um, there also isn't one answer to everything, you know, which is why I struggle when they post things about, is this astral? Well, you fucking tell me. Um, because ultimately it will experience, it will feel different for every individual that goes there because it's a psyche based thing. It's oh. in that kind of weird area between astral and your subconscious. Like, do you know, how are you ever going to be? exactly as somebody like somebody else even twins wouldn't mm. experience the astral in the same way um they've got the same mechanisms but that their psyche isn't the same mm. so they wouldn't necessarily experience it in the same way um so what's important is the more variety of sharing that is out there means that that actual image will get across to people that it's different for everybody. There mm. isn't a right or wrong place. Um, I think we have a tendency of when you've got somebody that has, because this is the other danger, and I will, you know, keep it sweet because we are we are over. Um, <laughs> we got but, to go and see the spirit master next. You know, there is that kind of, there is that grey area of just because you got there that way doesn't mean everyone else needs to get there that way. Yeah, which is where some of the responses get too preachy because they've done it a particular way. Um, and because they're not aware of what's going on with all the other mentees, unless they're sharing, means they're not seeing the variety that we see. 
Um, so the only way that is going to happen is if they all share a bit more. And, you know, no one like, you know, a lot of people don't like sharing their exact workings. But there's no reason why you can't talk about the process without giving a formula, you know? Just talk about a part of the working. You know? Um, I'm not, yeah. We're not saying you need to share your entire working with everybody on Witchcraft Live. Uh, because most people won't understand it anyway. It's Witchcraft Live. Yeah. Um, you've only got to worry if you start sharing it in no, no holds barred. Because there is a slightly higher echelon of people in there. Which may have something to say about A slightly higher caliber of people that enjoy fucking with other practitioners. Yes. <laughs> and the sorts of practitioners that would tell you it was wrong, even if it was right, just to fuck you up. Oh, yeah. um, so do be aware of the fact that just because somebody doesn't agree with you, they could be trolling you. Um, they don't you sign any agreement that, with us. You? To you would never do that, would you, Chris? No, of course not. I don't troll people. Not. Never. No. All right. Over and out. Bye, everyone.